Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Infinite Cup Podcast. This is an exciting episode with my man, Blissful Athlete. He's got a great channel on YouTube. It's just an awesome story about how you know he had his Kundalini awakening, his spiritual awakening that was such an organic and an amazing way that led him to India, meeting his guru, going, you know, you can imagine going from like the NHL, this big hockey star, going overnight, traveling to India, having an amazing experience that is just so life-changing that leads you on a path towards all ultimate self-realization. So we just had a great heart-to-heart conversation connecting on all things yoga, the path towards spirituality, the path from nutrition, living that vegan lifestyle. This is just an awesome interview. I can't wait to have him back on the show. You guys are really going to love this one. I just want to take a time for a second to talk about my book, The Real Yoga. Thank you, everybody who has taken the time to purchase that from Amazon. If you would please just leave a review on Amazon, that'd be so helpful. Thank you for downloading this podcast wherever you're getting this from, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you see this, just please leave a review. That really helps the ratings go up in the show so we can get more people to listen, more people to join this satsang, this conscious community, so we could all help each other. So without any further ado, here is the Blissful Athlete. Um, To me, we live in this world that's just so artificial. Everybody's got some sort of thing going on in their life, whether it's depression, you know, it doesn't have to be something as extreme as depression. I'm just saying there's something that's ailing them. And the way I look at it, you know, the Rishis, you know, 5,000 plus years ago created the Upanishads, create what we call yoga, you know, and it's something that I think the West in particular has a very, you know, different look on what it is as far as what it truly means. So I know you're a practitioner of the true yoga. And that's really what I want to talk about. Because I think people at the end of the day are still confused, you know, they're still looking for that, uh, you know, cure to their suffering, right. And uh, there's no correct answer here. I think for both of us, we've both discovered it through yoga, and it doesn't have to be any one particular path either. That I just want to talk about what you know, you found what because you've obviously made this, you know, shift from being a hockey player, to this amazing yogi. So I want to just talk about that, you know, transition, because I feel like a lot of people are like, myself in the past were yearning for it. It's just they weren't listening to the heart, weren't listening to that voice that's always telling them, you know, pushing them in that direction. It's just the mind that's keeping them controlled and trapped. So yeah, just excited to hear about the story. And then we can exchange stories too. I want to talk about my story if you're down as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It it was certainly a shock to everybody you know if you look at where i am today to where i was you know i grew up your typical canadian i wanted to play ice hockey and do nothing else you know that's yeah. my dream is to play in the nhl and and uh so naturally that was my focus my whole life and i was fortunate enough to to become good enough where i, I got a scholarship and i played for awesome. years, turned pro and um and i Putted, putted around in the minors for five years and I got as high as one step below the NHL and um, it was it was a fun ride and but along with that side of life is like hockey guys know how to party and like, oh, know, I we, bet. we have that lifestyle outside of it you know and uh, and so that really did suck a lot of my life a lot of my energy and um, and I got caught up in it too much and that really distracted me from the overall goal of the vision to play in the NHL. And, yeah. um, you know, what happened was I eventually just saw myself as a failure. I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. I was in the minor leagues. I wasn't making a ton of money. And, you know, I'm looking around at this time in my life, I was single. 
all my best friends were married. They had houses, you know, that kids on the way. And here mm -hmm. I am, I'm, I'm single and I'm like hanging around with, you know, a bunch of guys that are like just trying to hang on to that college lifestyle almost, you know, like uh, the days, oh, yeah. days are awesome. Like you get up and you go to the rink and you practice, you work out, you hang out with your buddies and then you could like literally do whatever you want all day, whether it's mm -hmm. like play call of duty etc that was my life heck yeah but, but then it got to a point it's like something's missing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and i just i got so depressed that I, I remember one off season i i end up going to a party in whistler with friends of friends these weren't even my friends but all my close friends were now you know married with kids and whatnot and so i went and party with friends of friends and it was the first time i took uh, uh mdma and mm -hmm. And I was like, I was willing to do anything, you know, just to yeah. like, escape the mind, to escape the, the, uh, the, the failure and whatnot. And, and, uh, I, I remember like just wanting to kill myself that night. Like I didn't know anything about the drug. I, I was never into drugs really or anything. And so, um, but I just, I, I hit such a low. Exactly. And, like I didn't know that was the back end of the drug, but anyway, yeah. I got really depressed and like, I wanted to kill myself. Uh, that was kind of like my first like wake up like oh like you know and uh, uh fortunately enough i had amazing parents that noticed and saw that it, you know something was wrong with me and they really encouraged me to just get away from everything in my life and just escape yeah. and and uh enjoy time away from thinking about hockey thinking about anything else and i came across a book called the celestine prophecy mm, nice it, it, yeah it was it was perfect for me, obviously, because yeah. it talked about the science of spirituality, like the yeah. quantum. I understood that, and my logical mind needed that. Yeah. And then also incorporated like this, this Illuminati type background. Mm -hmm. Like you know, there's this, there's this uh, enemy that we need to defeat, and I really resonated with that too. But mm -hmm. one thing led to another. I watched The Secret. Uh, I was learning from all, you know, the the self help gurus, and um, I started to experience it. I played with the law of attraction. I got called up to play in the American Hockey League because of the law of attraction. Heck yeah! Living it, and I was like, I was just like, I remember just like meditating and being like, yeah, I'm in the American Hockey League. Like. <laughs> 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 the funny thing is I was playing the worst hockey of my life. <laughs> after one game at home, I was playing in Alaska actually. And we uh after one game at home, my coach came in. We had just won. He's like, Krems. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I just lost your visual, that's all. Okay. Uh I got a call there, but sorry. No worries. But I remember uh so after one game, my coach came into the dressing room. He's like, "Hey, Krems, you, you got called up." And I'm like, "What? Like, all spirituality. Spirituality is what got me up to the next level." And yep. so that was kind of like the 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 real wake up. Like, there's something serious going on here that we're not being taught. That, exactly. That I'm more powerful than I believe myself to be. And, mm -hmm. you know, Teacher led to another, and one day I come across this this video on the sidebar of YouTube, and it's this Indian guy with a turban on, and mm -hmm. I didn't know what a guru was. Yeah, yeah. But the video was on super consciousness, and I was like, I can dig that, you know. Mm -hmm. In in the video goes, um, 
some people ask me what super consciousness is. He goes, it's more of a, an experience. And then he says, close your eyes. And I'm sitting on in front of my laptop in, in Alaska. And I close my eyes. And then all of a sudden, he just goes. And it was like he was in my inner space. Like he was like, he was right here. Like mm -hmm. I could feel his presence. And it was like, whoa. Like I, I had never seen something like that or experienced something rather. And that was it for me. I was like, I need to go and see this being and, and learn more. It just yes. is like instant connection, you know? And that off season, I, I flew to India. Uh, of course, my parents were extremely concerned. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that my mom decided to come with me. Oh, wow. Uh, but it was awesome because we got to take this. It was a 21 day yoga meditation program. Oh, good. And my mom did it with me. And it was a really cool bonding experience. Oh, I bet. For her to, she only did that because of me. She wasn't going through this spiritual process. Yeah. yeah. But she definitely didn't get the same things that I did from mm -hmm. it. But it was, it was really powerful for her. And then just her and I to bring some completion between what it is I'm going through as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I went back and played hockey. I, for the first time in my career, I became a captain. Um, because of my guru's teachings and mm -hmm. um, started to really embrace all the different dimensions of all these spiritual practices. My life was just going next level, next level, next level. Um, and, you know, during that time, of course, I stopped drinking, stopped eating meat. I stopped yeah. like doing everything. I was just so pure. And um, eventually after uh, one more season, I was like, I love being in the dress room. I love hockey. I love this lifestyle, but it's so not it. Like there's, yeah. you can't, I can't, I can't consciously decide each morning. Like this is the best thing for me. This is the yeah. best planet, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And um, I just felt a huge urge, huge calling. And my guru, he called my wife and I and said like, he didn't, personally like hey you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah through somebody he called us and um and we jumped at an opportunity and we went and we decided to live in india um under his guidance for two years and i i had made the decision to go there and live there for a year after so i quit sorry i'm telling this bad but i quit hockey yeah. went in india for a year and i was mm -hmm. like just i wanted to experience that and I came back and then my guru was like, Hey, if you're serious, like, why don't you and your, your now wife get married and come and, and be a Dina Vasis and live there. Yeah. And so we were just like, we looked at each other. We're like, yeah, let's do it. So That's so awesome, man. Yeah. It, it was an incredible ride, you know, just to go from, you know, Canadian regular boy, Canadian hockey player to like this, just completely diving headfirst into this whole new world and just, get picked up and like just be taken on this incredible journey and you know during that three years in india i like we became uh we taught five different yoga teacher trainings to heck yeah from all over the world we got mm -hmm. two records for the largest pole and rope yoga classes ever wow in creating or, or reviving not creating reviving these ancient practices of yoga pole and yeah. yoga which are known as Shiva Stamba Yoga and Kundalini Raju Yoga. And just like being, to be a part of my guru's mission and like to be like sitting with him in person, like so close to him and like just have him like straight download something and then tell it to you. Yeah. And then you put it into action. It's like, 
being that right hand of God, being that right hand of Shiva, like making the reality happen, like as it's supposed to on the planet, you know, like it just felt really cool to be a part of that. And, and uh, you know, right now my wife and I were back in LA, as you know, and mm-hmm. it wasn't a part of the plan. It wasn't a part of our journey, but it, it, it just it is what it is. And so we're going with this incredible flow of life that, you know, we've been on for the past few years. So that's kind of, yeah, that's awesome. Yes. So awesome. No, it's so organic. So pure. I just think of it like, cause like these teachings are available to everyone and it's people, I think a lot of people have this misconception, like it's only for like Hindu people or Indian people or, or whatever, but these are very universal teachings. And I think now with science backing it up, there's more people than ever just hopping on board. So it's awesome that, you know, like I said, to hear such an organic story going from Canada to India. And then just to me, these are very just simple life lessons that, you know, we never got taught in school or never got taught growing up at all in America or probably Canada as well I mean it's something where I think our values are just different here so I mean you know from what I'm more attuned with with like Yogananda he calls them um, how to live schools and certain things like it's just like that makes so much sense like just happiness teaching people how to be happy teaching these I feel like you know what I went through was like this industrial thing to just get me into the workforce you know and obviously I was really good at that and worked my booty off for quite some time you know and I what's funny looking back too because it's only until recently honestly that I quit my job you know because I have a lot of um, experience with farms and just working and like whole foods and sprouts and just things like that because that's my passion and I you know was a manager and just do, I could have easily, you know, made all kinds of money and things. But like you, it's like, there's still this yearning. There's like, I know there's more out there and it's, this is not fulfilling. I don't care if my bank account is full and blah, blah, blah. It's just not doing it for me, you know? So, uh, you know, I very much had to take that step in my heart and do these courageous things that might seem extreme to other people in order to really go after my dreams. And I'm reaping the benefits. And what's funny too, I want to talk about this with you is because I feel like with this new age movement, with like the law of attraction and all this fun stuff, I mean, it's 100% legit. It works. I'm just saying it's funny. Like, don't you think it's funny how thousands of years ago, it's the same thing, just in a different book and a different language, you know? So that's, you know, that's the stuff that I can't help but to think about. It's like, we have the same biology, the same human, you know, different color skin or whatever, doesn't matter. It's like, we've all figured this out a long time ago. And then this movie comes out. And the only thing I can think about is just like the level of repression, you know, on our you know consciousness as a whole. Right. Because I know, you know, you know about the yuga system, you know, we're just in a very, you know, dark time in this in the sense of what's going on. You know, we got, you know, a couple hundred thousand years to get back up to the top. And it it all makes sense to me. But what I'm saying is it's funny, like how um, how can I say it's like the the shield, you know, over our eyes is so thick right now. See what I mean? And something as simple as yoga or meditation you know, nature, you know, obviously the food component, you know, being vegan or just having at least some whole foods, organic food, like all these little components are, you know, right in front of us yet kept secret at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's such a Leela, right? It's a yeah. divine play of life. And it, it kind of like what we were saying at the beginning off camera, how, you know, life is it's flowing as it needs to in a sense and there there is an awakening happening yes is it happening as fast as i want it to definitely not you know but like that like just drop that attachment i guess but yeah it's an interesting uh i just again i come back to it's such a real it's such a divine play that's happening and yeah it really does like it calls for like two things like intense action 
and detachment from what is. Yes. You know, and uh, I mean, that's kind of like the one-two punch of of approaching it for me. How I, you know, but 100%. It's, uh, man, life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hear you. I mean, it's, I I stopped, I stopped questioning it a long time ago. You know, I I don't want to question it. It's funny just looking back how it all, you know, these puzzle pieces are just fitting and somehow we're just a piece of the puzzle and if we stop trying to orchestrate everything and just be the way i look at it is you know our true state is abundance is you know pure unconditional love and it's just like we have this covering you know yeah Um, i love the you know scriptures and things as far as like you know the dust covering our heart we're here to cleanse ourselves we're here to purify ourselves and it's something that that's what we're here to do on earth that's what we need a material body for so And I think all of us are doing that. It's just a level of how conscious you are aware of it. Are you doing that consciously through like a meditation practice through this, you know, selfless service, or are you doing it unconsciously and just being a victim of your programming? That's as simple as I see it, because honestly, it took me many years to do the unschooling and unprogramming. And we're all doing that still. I'm just saying, that's why we have a body. If we didn't have a body, then obviously we would have anything to deprogram. I'm just saying the way I look at it is, you know, that programming had to just go away in order for me to start this, you know, work. So that's really where I want to help with YouTube and stuff, because I feel like a lot of people are still living that programmed kind of consciousness. They're living other people's projections, whether it's their family members or their peers, they're not living their true intentions or their own true values within their heart. A lot of people are just distracted. If I were to put it in one word, they're distracted. And uh, something as blissful as that experience in that one YouTube video that you watched, you know, was that spark of inspiration. Like that's yeah. the potential now. See what I mean? Like that's crazy to me. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> one video away. Yeah. One, one glance away. That attention is so important today, right? Yes. It's just five seconds really. And so, I mean, like you said at the beginning, again, off camera, like the importance of like having that, that vision and that, I don't know, like that way of not projecting yourself, but just showcasing to people in a way that they can understand and and grasp and it is entertaining and it is something that, you know, they're getting value from. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, I always come back to like Gary V in, I feel like in the matrix, Gary V is the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Awesome. Like he says actually so many things that my guru does. Like, yeah, see that. Yes. 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 (laughs) Do it. Shut up and just do it. (laughs) No, no, I love it. I love it because I get it. Yeah. It's so true. No, I do the same thing. I follow Gary Vee. I love him. I, all these, you know, mega entrepreneurs, even Tony Robbins type people, right? It's like, he's yeah. tapped into something mystical, you know, you know, he's got some, you know, I don't, I don't know whether to call it like a shaman working with him, or maybe it's, a, I don't know whether, like, I don't know his crew, but I guarantee you he has like 20 or 30 people probably in the back scenes doing stuff for him. Like, that is way more than just like a massage. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff happening behind the scenes that he's doing every single day. And yes, like cold therapy is one of them. I guarantee you, you know what I mean? Stuff that obviously some people know about because of Wim Hof or whoever's in the big, you know, scene. But what I'm saying is he's been doing that for so long. That's why he's doing these freaking huge seminars and all this stuff, you know? So it's like, it's nothing new here. It's just, he again, put it into practice. And that's for me, you know, being the, you know, I'm certified in Raja yoga, Kriya yoga, Karma yoga, whatever you want to call it. And it just means action, right? It's like, take action, people. Like I guess, like I said, for me, even creating this podcast, creating the Infinite Cup as a whole, I had no social media, I had no phone, no anything. 
completely terrified of technology. The man was going to get me, blah, blah, blah. And here I am, you know, it's like I had to confront all of that. And it's because I knew the, you know, reward, like I'm helping others. Like you have to get outside of that little self, you know, that small lowercase self that's just addicted to dopamine, addicted to whatever sense gratifying thing you're doing at the moment, you know, and just once you get rid of that, you're good. So, you know, now that I mentioned that, I'm curious what it was for you. You said the video, but what was the first, um, like experience that you did? Was it a cleanse or a fast or a meditation or a retreat? I'm just curious the specific, um, you know, thing as far as what it was that threw you over the edge. Cause I know you watched the video, you had the like idea, but when did it come like concrete as far as your experience? Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, I, w I went to India when I came across this, this guru on YouTube had that like initial experience and I knew I needed to go and yeah. take the program and I did. And uh, after it was done, um, it was 21 days. My mom went home and I, I decided to just stay in India and just like, you know, just <laughs> oh yeah. Lore and just, you know, experience spirituality, whatever that was in that moment, you know? And, and uh, so I eventually traveled around. I met the Dalai Lama. Oh, heck yeah. Ink, so cool. Um, and then I went uh, to another ashram, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar's ashram, and uh, had his darshan as well. Um, and then I traveled further down into Bidadi, which is more southern India. And that's where my guru's ashram was because I wanted to check it out. And um, when I was there, um, he has this huge banyan tree. And for those that don't know, banyan tree is like the roots go up and then come back down into the ground. It's just like this huge. So beautiful. Right. Like, so if you're ever going to meditate, go to a banyan tree. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, so during the 21 day program, I had asked my guru, I said, I want to experience as much as God as you think I could handle. And because you could write down on a piece of paper what you wanted. And he, mm -hmm. he, and he looks at it and he looks at me and goes, OK, I'll do it. But that was my yearning in that stage of my life. I'm like, like, okay, I get it. I scientifically get God. Yeah. But I want to experience it. Like I want exactly. to as much as I can handle, like, like just pour it on me. Like I'll do whatever I need to do. Like just, mm -hmm. you know, make it happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it gives me that big grin. Like I'll do it. <laughs> During the program, I didn't have that incredible, like, you know, moment, but, um, I did have a Kundalini awakening. Like I was just, just doing a medit like our guru was leading a meditation and it was just like, Ching, like I just felt this spark shoot up my, my body. And it was like, okay, Kundalini just initiated, awoke, check. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I'm, I'm now I'm some two weeks, three weeks after that program traveled throughout India and I've made it back to his ashram and I'm standing at this banyan tree and I'm doing a guided meditation with somebody. And she goes, I see Swamiji walking up to you. And she goes, close your eyes. So I'm standing there. I close my eyes. And she goes, I see him, Swamiji being my guru. I see mm -hmm. Swamiji putting this blue diamond in your chest. And then she goes, let go, Jordan. She was uh, Mexican. And my name was Jordan at the time. She goes, let go, Jordan. And I knew she was just talking about this tension that I have in my chest. Like just this, I don't know. So I, she said it and I was like, Oh, my chest. And then I was just like, I just put my attention there. Like, Oh, she meant my chest. And it was just like, all of a sudden I was just like, oh. 
and it was my face like i couldn't move i was just like <laughs> my fingers like i couldn't like get, like i couldn't move my hands my body was just completely frozen it was like i was completely flexed like ah and it was just like this feels so good <laughs> and i was just frozen in bliss like and in that moment it was like 10 minutes had gone by and i was just i couldn't move didn't want to move each cell of my body was just exploding in bliss and it was something that it was just like now i understood like sometimes my guru would laugh and and, and you'll see on like videos he'll yeah. laugh. be like trying to control that energy almost like it's <laughs> <laughs> yep. so strong it is so hard to control and i tell people i'm like you need a strong nervous system you That's need true. a body if you want to hold the energy of enlightenment yeah. like it is the real deal in that point in my life i was in the best shape of my life mm -hmm. like still playing hockey at the time and i was just completely overwhelmed and like so sad didn't want to move didn't need to move um, beautiful oh my god that was that was the moment without a doubt yeah that seals the deal right there yeah sign <laughs> yeah. it sign the contract whatever yeah. you got to do at that point right <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome that's so beautiful i mean it's, yeah it's, i mean obviously the kundalini is there there's you know we all uh, that programming that you know heart chakra block that you had you know for whatever reason and it being undone and i think through the you know the guru disciple relationship having that guidance you know i feel like a lot of people are simply putting a lot of effort trying to do it themselves you know uh, i'm very you know stubborn headed like that as well and it's this you know more of a surrendering let go process than it is like this i gotta do it process you know yeah and for me, to be honest, that happened from my realization in Alaska, because Alaska, as you've been there, it's very much like the do-it-yourself frontier. You know, it's yeah. like you learn self-reliance, you know, with, and that's what I wanted. So it's one of those things where, you know, you can't take that away from me now. It's just not possible. So it's like yeah. that, that mentality, that attitude that I have about it, you know. I'm that, that person that's like self-realization now, like this lifetime. Like there's why wait, why, you know, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, talk about past lives, all this fun stuff. There's to me, I have had this sense of urgency, you know, this like this preciousness, like I've left this body before I've died before I understand how precious this incarnation is. And I think a lot of people are simply just taking it for granted, not, you know, using it to the potential. And you're right for me, the nervous system, you know, uh, you know, through psychedelics, I think a lot of people um, experience this as I did myself in the past. And it's one of those things that are beautiful and I have no judgment against it. I'm just saying I have a lot of friends that I think saw that as a vehicle and took that vehicle and then burnt out their nervous systems. So it's literally like frying the nerves, you know, and it wasn't, you know, they weren't able to handle the energy, you know, uh, you know, talked about it like electricity. It's like 110 and 210. You know, it's like you're trying to take that 210 wire and plug it into a 110 volt like your body. It's just, it's not going to, you're going to get fried out. And I've definitely experienced that, you know. I like, I, I like it as like, I always call it the fibbler. It's like the fibblers are awesome to bring you back to life. Yeah. But you don't need that kick every now and then. And yeah. So that, I, Great analogy. Yeah. yeah, that's just, you know, I love those analogies and these just one word kind of answers that help us describe it because it's where I think we're all on that path as human beings. Again, it's just, are you doing that consciously or are you doing that subconsciously? And I would say 
the majority of people that I run into are just living life by the subconscious. They're just simply yeah. not conscious. Like when I was in the, you know, McDonald's drive through every day, that wasn't me. That wasn't my conscious act. You know, yeah. it's just something was happening and controlling me there. And it wasn't, you know, my sincere, you know, interest to do that. So now, you know, with this shift, you know, call it the Kundalini awakening, call it whatever you want. I love it. And it's funny because I think that's our true state. Like, and if we, you know, have are lucky enough to have parents, you know, I, I'm happy that I just brought a son into this world. It's like, I'm just so blessed to, oh, thank you, man. Just so happy. I'm just like thinking about like what I can offer him, you know what I mean? Because of all the crap that I went through and I made the mistake of blaming my parents and I love them and has, you know, I can't imagine the stuff that I put on them in the beginning because I was, you know, you're going through this victim mentality where you're just blaming others. Right. Uh, and honestly, it took me a while to take full responsibility for everything. And that's really where things changed. Like I created this, I created the breakups that I had, you know, when I was in high school and all the emotional traumas and blah, blah, blah. I created that. So it's fun when you take responsibility. I mean, even in something as simple as your teeth, right? Like I'm just a big health guy, you know, it's like people are just, going to the dentist, doing all these crazy things, nothing against the dentist. I'm just saying we live in a world where we like, you know, just pay everybody else to do stuff rather than do it for ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. if we just took responsibility in the first place, it wouldn't have to go to that level. That's all. Yeah. I'm just excited because you had such a blissful, organic experience there and you just went for it and you followed it. I mean, a lot of people, like I said, are just not, um, not listening to that voice because I know that voice is there in everybody. And it's just a matter of, are you taking action on it? Are you following yeah. it? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I've met a lot of people since coming back to LA and people, there is this awakening happening. Like it's so evident that you know people are, and it's becoming more mainstream. I feel like people yeah. look at me, they'll see my 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 bindi, and they'll be like, they'll just like, oh, I know, I, I know what that is. You know, yeah. like I know he's, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Now it's more, it's less about like yeah, somebody look at me and be like, you yeah. know, sure that happens. I like, I don't care. But yeah. I, I live for those moments where somebody's like, they, it's like a. a the bat signal in a sense, you know, it's like, yep. yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, it's, it's huge. I'm just saying for me, I was just talking about satsang, like-minded community. Like you have to live around those yeah. people in order yeah. to, you know, be like them. We are the product of the top three people that we put ourselves around. And that's why temples were created thousands of years ago. They knew that. I mean, I lived at, and I'll just to give you a little background for me, I was at the Hare Krishna temple in Utah. That's probably my most, um, to be honest with you, it's hard for me to like conform to any one thing. I just resonate with it all. You know, I, uh, to be honest, just started watching your guru's videos on YouTube and I love it. Like I've never even seen them before, you know? Um, and it's one of those things where I resonate with everything that he's saying. I want to go to India right now, you know? And I have like so many, um, sincere interests like that. And I'm just following my number one inclination for me. I feel really close to Babaji as you uh, oh, yeah, yeah. just know about, I think everybody kind of knows if, if you know about yoga, I'm just saying if I were to pick like one person or something, that's for some reason, the only image that sticks in my mind's eye like every day. So yeah. I'm just saying just for people that are listening, it's like, you know, for, for myself, I was like, Oh, I need a guru. I need to do all these things. And it's like, it's all within you. Like it's all happening. It's just something that the way I look at it is like, how can we get out of the way? Right. For me, I was obsessed with, you know, my routine, my rituals of, you know, the nine to five job and these things that I had to kind of like abide to. And then it was like, okay, I can hang that hat off and go do this thing that I really want to do now, you know? And a lot of people are just living that life. And I just wish I would have just, you know, 
threw that first hat away <laughs> like a long time ago because that was the one thing that was holding me back from just simply my practice, you know, simply just yeah. wanting to practice. Yeah. Yeah. So it, for those that are listening, without a doubt, it's all about what you just said, like surrounding yourself with individuals that are supporting you and, and supporting that found growth because yes, a lot of people like myself, I'm probably a lot like you too. At the beginning, it's very lonely. It's a, it's a, it's a journey that you're going deep within and, and it's tough to talk about with people that now have no clue what you're going through. Yeah. But there are people all around the planet that are going through the process now. And it really is important to like, basically like cling on and hang on to that type of relationship and start building those relationships. Because I mean, from my experience being in India, somebody just asked me yesterday, it's like, what's it like being back? Is it anything like India? And it's like, just flat out no. It's no, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. not even close. I, mean, I've, yeah. I haven't been to India, but I can relate. I went to Thailand recently, and it's the same thing, dude. I almost had anxiety, like an anxiety attack, coming back from the sheer just energetic uh, shift of just um, what I call the zombie mode. Like people are just not talking to each other. There's no sense of compassion. There's no sense of even acknowledgement, let alone compassion, right? Yeah. And I feel like Thailand or anywhere in East or places, country, it's like there's just this very simple acknowledgement of not even like a namaste, you know, spiritual acknowledgement, but just a general acknowledgement of your presence. And it's just, I, I think, I blame technology. That's the only thing I can think of. 5G and just this technology, Instagram, dopamine world we live in. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because everyone's just literally plugged into the headphones and to the screens 24 seven. So, and I I know that's just because of our human conditioning, but I just wanted to say that that's something where it's real. And it's something that like recently, even for myself, I had to take a 30 day detox from everything, just everything. And it's, I, I could easily justify it. Cause I'm trying you know, this is my main, I'm, this is paying my bills now. I've, I got, this has got to be everything for me, you know? So I could easily justify, you know, spending time on social media or whatever. So it's something where, I really think it's a valuable uh, lesson just to understand where you get your dopamine from. That's how I would explain it to people, right? Yeah. It's like nothing against social media or whatever. It's just be conscious of when you're using it, just like anything else that you have to, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I did the same thing. I did a, um, when we came back in between, we had to do a visa up, upgrade. Um, but uh, I got off social media and it was it was nice like breath of fresh air and it kind of resets you and, and puts you back in that space of okay what's the intention what's the reason i'm using exactly. it because yeah. it is it can be used for good and bad right it is a tool for us to connect and to enrich people in other in, uh, in other parts of the world and so that's i did a video on the importance of being active on social media yeah. if you got a value that's really you know good to share and, and that people can gain something from especially spiritually um but uh, yeah it is that fine line for sure when you're talking about you know i mean obviously the big thing is like how many likes you're getting and whatnot like that people just go down. really tough to see young kids today yes My wife's got a, a step sister and she's like all like upset with how many followers she has <laughs> 
I'm yeah, so thankful. I mean, I'm the last generation. I just turned 31. I'm the last generation to see it. You know, I live. I grew up without technology, and I'm so happy because, like, during that 30 day detox, like, I love nature. Like, I know what to do. I didn't freak out. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. There was no like crisis or whatever. I'm the guy that's very happy without my phone. I don't. I leave the house all the time without my phone or whatever. I just know people that it's like you know it's such a security like you know codependent emotional thing, yeah. and I've seen it and I've seen the level of intent. And it's just because I understand our neurology, just the chemistry in our brain is so powerful. And you can't deny, especially a young child, can't deny, you know, the stimulation from a screen versus real, like a twig or a leaf outside. It's just not going to happen. So yeah. uh, you have to program yourself. And that's why, I mean, with my son, obviously, we, we love nature. I live in a van. We travel. It's something that is just a part of my life no matter what. So it's something I think you have to put on the forefront, though. Otherwise, something else is going to take your attention for you, right? It's like that saying, if you don't think, you're going to be thought for. I mean, there's, you know, marketing, there's ideas, whatever, just being bombarded into our brains 24-7. And yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get all conspiracy craziness right now. <laughs> I could easily do that. We could. <laughs> it's not a fear thing. It's an awareness thing for me. I, I will admit I let it control me for a while and I just wouldn't leave my apartment. And I was like, oh my God. But I definitely had to use that for, you know, fuel to just get this message out. I mean, even recently with like Nipsey Hustle, right? And things like that. I'm just saying there's some bigger, you know, things going on that we have to be aware of. And I'm totally aware of it. And at the same time, I'm, you know, shining bright and sharing the message more than ever. So yeah. it's something They're I think eavesdropping on us anyway. So exactly. why not hear what we're going to say, right? Exactly, dude. I mean, I, I couldn't, that was the thing that put me over the edge. Really. It was like, they're, they're listening to my conversations or whatever anyway. I might as well just put it up on the internet. I might as well just start recording it. I mean, yeah. I got nothing to lose. So yeah. it's awesome. Well, cool, man. Uh, we've got a couple more minutes here. I don't want to take too much of your time. It's, uh, I know you make awesome content on your YouTube channel and you're doing really good. I started following you too a while ago. I forgot which was the first video that I watched. But to me, it's just um, you're doing a similar thing where I am as far as like I want to merge you know, health and wellness with spirituality because yeah. – I know a lot of super healthy, like raw vegan people and they're just, you know, doing all these cleanses and juice fast and all that's wonderful, but they're very, just not healthy. And they're not like, they don't have all their puzzle pieces together, you know, no, no judgment against them. It's just, and you know, the flip coin, I know a lot of spiritual people when I was living in the temple, even in the Hare Krishna temple, they were eating a lot of stuff where I was like, well, I just can't have this guys. Like, and it's nothing against them. It's just a lot of milk based things and things that were just not, uh, you know, good for my body. And I'm just saying, wow, you know, for me, as far as what I want to bring to the table is this merger of the two, because you really, like we were talking earlier, have to have a healthy nervous system. You know, you're, you need the minerals. We need the body to be able to handle this energy that's available to us on planet earth. And I was toxic. I was extremely toxic the majority of my life, probably. Yeah. Until like 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. So it took uh, many years. I was actually, just to give you a little background, I had IBS, you know, horrible. I'm lucky I didn't have ulcers and Crohn's disease by now, you know. So if it weren't for uh, my yoga and meditation practice, because for me, it wasn't until I got into these deep meditative states where I actually traced back this anxiety and all this tension from the animal products, from these, you know, violence that I was putting into my body. And it wasn't until I stopped all of that. And then, you know, one puzzle piece after the nether started coming together. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm vegan now. I guess I'm doing all these things. And before you know it, it's like, I feel good. And now the energy I have access to is just right there. And 
that's how I look at it. I look at it like we have this infinite source of energy that's available to us. It's just a matter of how, how efficient are you at tapping into that and using it? That's how I look at it. Yeah, no, that's, you nailed it. Uh, I mean, we, we don't realize how advanced this body is and how much we can do with it because we never really take the, the Ferrari onto the racetrack and give yep. it a like we don't we don't fuel it as efficiently as we could we don't give it the best fuel we don't we don't test drive it you know we don't push ourselves and i i think that that's one reason why i'm so grateful for my time in india because you need that like just like a strength coach if you want to put on muscle and you're new to the gym it's really yeah. good to have a or somebody that's pushing yeah. you and uh, in india i felt like i had that environment that team around me spiritually to be pushing me continuously yes. and to be pushing me forward with whether whether that's you know going on a liquid diet or only liquid diet to like three and a half hours sleep like in any any way possible like just pushing you and expanding you yes we can all do it we all have that in us we just gotta we've gotta let it let it loose and give us the opportunity <laughs> yeah we're so caught up in other ways of life and um but that we got to just, we got to find that essence within us that is, it is just waiting to be pulled out of us, you know? Mm -hmm. It's calling 24 seven. I mean, for the way I look at it, it's like that good old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? I feel like we're just, when you're swiping up on Instagram, the intuition voice just gets lower and lower and lower and then it's gone, you know? Yeah. So you really, I mean, for me, my, like you, I recommend, recommend nature. For me, it was nature first that sparked it. Uh, I feel like it's like resonating the frequency of earth 24 seven. If you can get to a place like for me, it was Alaska, like deep in the wilderness. I mean like very deep. I was in Denali national park for the staying up there since I've been working up there since 2011. I just love, uh, you know, the wilderness. I mean, I know how else to put it. And I'm just saying for me, that was my kind of first um, experience that threw me over the edge as far as like hearing this own vibration, like audibly, like just hearing it, like it's here. It's resonating on the earth. The problem is there's so much EMF pollution and light pollution, just man-made stuff that's covering it up, you know? Yeah. And it's, you kind of really search for places on this planet that, you know, aren't um, cluttered like that and are covering up that frequency and just absorb it. So I feel lucky to kind of tap into these vortexes that are available to us on earth. And for me, I want to, you know, my future goal that I'm setting up is just retreat centers. I want to bring people and, you know, cause that's what it was for me. It was like being connected to the earth, having the green juice, walking in the gardens, doing all this. That was what threw me over the edge. It was like, okay, I can't go back to just doing what I was doing. Like, it's just not possible. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's that experiential learning that people, you know, for me, especially that threw me over the edge. I just couldn't go back. Not possible. And yeah. I just want to offer that, you know, for others. That's awesome. That's awesome. And again, for those that are listening, like cling on to people, cling on to like your, your social media platforms, like let, people guide you when you know you need that guidance drop the ego drop any like doubt and worry like there are so many people like robert like uh, just in the spiritual community that are there to help lift you and guide you uh just take advantage because it, it if you can't do it physically if you can't have that you know that best friend experience because you're going through something new or whatever it is online like that that's yeah. Enlightenment ecosystem, what my guru says, it can exist online. People yeah. are there to help you out. 
It's true. Yeah. And I'm curious. So I'm curious with you, we can get a little further here for me. Um, my uh, only pure Darshan experience was Ama. I'm not sure if you know the hugging Saint Ama. Have yeah. you been to one of her Darshans in San Ramon or anywhere in I here? haven't yet. I know a bunch of people that have though. Yeah, cool. No, I'm just, yeah, I just, for me, it was just a part of my teacher training in 2011, where we just kind of went on some field trips. Um, it was great. My uh, teacher lived in Ananda. I'm not sure if you know about Ananda Village or Self-Realization Fellowship. Have you heard of those? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. So that's, I'm just like to give you a little information. That's kind of the lineage that I've, you know, been a part of for this time in my life. And I'm very much, uh, you know, happy and proud to be a part of it. It's fun too, uh, looking back, because I was very much on the monk route. And I was like, taking vows and doing all these things had many years of celibacy and it's funny circling back to because I wish honestly dude I would have started my YouTube channel when I was like 14 years old I'd be like on top of the world right now as far as well just because the things I was into then I wasn't talking about to anybody you know yeah. so I'm still doing them like no fap or what like there's these words for it now that it's like it's trending and it's like people are into it but I was like guys like oh my gosh I just looking back, if I would just had a camera or something, that would have been it. <laughs> it's just funny. Anyways, I'm just saying um, all these techniques are available to us now because of YouTube. Like, and I didn't do that at all. So I mean, I was just like, I had to really search for people. Um, and my teacher, Bhavani, you know, it was just honestly, it was just older people. Like, there's no one my age doing it, right? There's nobody that's even talking about this. My yoga teacher training, I was the only dude with 14 girls that were all beautiful and amazing. I'm just saying it wasn't, you know, it's. I still wanted more. I still wanted to do more and thank God for my, you know, teacher that actually taught a lot of mysticism and, you know, bringing out the sutras and things that actually are really about yoga and not just the anatomy of, you know, the asana practice, which was wonderful. And I'm glad I know a lot about that. I'm just saying for me, I'm constantly diving into scripture and constantly asking questions of like, you know, what did our ancestors do? Like what, you know, this is nothing new here that we're talking about, you know, how did they do it? You know, and it's something where to me, what we're doing now with like houses and like all this technology is a very new thing that's just in the way. It's just completely in the way. And people in India, you know, aren't living that way. There's a lot of like places that are still kind of what we would call primitive or something that are actually more, have way more vibrant health, way, way more access to higher consciousness, all these things that everybody wants. And yet, why are we, you know, watching all the TV or whatever? You know what I mean? It's like still at the end of the day, there's this hiccup that's like right in front of us, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I try and like, because I wasn't, like being in India, it was, it was, I had a, a good lifestyle. I shouldn't say good. It was the ideal. We were living those scriptures, you know, like, yes, that, that's what my guru's about. He's all about reviving um, the scriptural, the scriptures and then aligning to them. Yeah. Two things, revive, align. And if we come across some new scripture that uh, means that, you know, actually you should be getting up, you know, 30 minutes earlier then we would do it, you know, yeah. Whatever the newest instruction, the newest revelation is, we align to it, and and so that's what I love too—the fact that you know, on this planet, a science already existed thousands of years ago. It's already been gifted. If we just align to it and live it, and just give yourself the opportunity to experience it, I can guarantee you'll experience incredible yes. lifestyle. <laughs> yes. Kind of like the the mentality with it, you know, like yeah. And people are doing it, like Tony, like you said, Tony yep. Robbins, getting up early. You know, he's doing part of it. He's meditating. Yep. So this is also, all in the scriptures, but there are like some different things. There's some, uh, you know, like yoga is actually a ritual, like like exactly. 
isn't it like something just you don't just do pranayama on on, on your own all the time like, like yeah. just little things you know that yeah. if you collectively bring them all together you'll find that it just takes you that next next level and that's really like it's i always use like my athletic background as as an example it's like what separates an american ahl player to an nhl player it's just those little differences you know yep. day in and day out the mentality the way you approach something are you really giving everything you can on the mat like are you really focused are you really breathing like fully like all those little minute things like those do transfer into onto the mat to into the real life real life into the real world but it's true yeah but ultimately yeah aligning everything to scriptural references and to the scriptures is, uh that's that's one of my passions too yeah and like i said it's, it's like we don't need to reinvent the wheel here you know i think a yeah. lot of people i mean there's new diets there's new whatever all the time and it's like the science has been there for thousands of years so it's like honestly it makes it relieves me because now i don't have to you know create some ebook or something that has <laughs> you know tell you how to eat yeah. and it, it's funny because it's i just feel like for me on social media that's a lot of the questions that i get oh what's this recipe or whatever and it's like that's i mean that's great yeah the smoothie's going to help you and that's wonderful it's just there's more to this picture you know and that's why yeah. i wanted to create the infinite cup i could have easily called myself like raw vegan rob or whatever you know it's like i just felt that was so limiting you know what i mean it's like there's such a uh for me as i'll tell you a little story real quick is this guy that can't you know we were talking and he's like robert you know your cup is very full but it's not infinite and i was like wow i was like okay that just changed my whole thing i was like we, why don't we all just strive for infinite cups none of this half full half empty stuff like we are infinite spirit souls wrapped up into this body we need to start acting like it. And I can tell you, you know, like we told these stories earlier, like, you know, there's this switch that happens within you. You can call it a Kundalini, call it whatever you want, but it's like you start acting by this soul, by your, you know, true identity rather than this limiting thing that is, you know, only wanting protein or whatever. You know what I mean? Like right now, I feel like, especially with vegan, I'm sure you get it too. Where do you get your protein or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like, look at you. You know, it's like a protein should be the last thing on my mind. <laughs> you know? It's like, there's so much going on here that is way more like effective and more of a useful tool that I really don't even think about the protein, you know? Yeah. So I like, again, I feel like people are obsessing about, you know, what's on the surface rather than just kind of setting that aside for a second and just breathing. You know, taking yeah. some conscious breaths. Yeah. I love that that term, just conscious breathing, because that's one of the things if we can master, then we'll have access to that intelligence, that energy. So yeah. like I said, it's just, you know, awesome to see such an organic story within yourself because I feel like you're living all of these things. And a lot of people are, you know, just talking about it basically. And it's yeah. something that we really need to put into a practice. And it's less, like I said, of this, you know, effort, like, oh, I got to do it. And it's more of like a surrender, more of a, wow. you know, an opening and an expansion rather. Because for me, I very much, like I said, was trying, trying, trying. And it wasn't until I let go of all of that, to where everything opened up to me and it's funny because looking back like you know the way the universe orchestrated this my you know human self couldn't have even fathomed that you know a lot of people i think are wanting these things but if you really got those things or did those things it's it might not be what you truly want and the universe has this grand plan for you and if you can just tap into that life would just go so much smoother right i can I can say the the universe has a plan for you far more grander than what you could possibly comprehend for yourself. Like whatever, yes. if you have a dream to do something and you like you that you think about, I can guarantee the universe is thinking of something. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so limited in that way. But 
yeah, the, the key is to just really surrendering and say, yes, let's, let, let's jump into this infinite cup of what life can yeah. be. No, totally. I mean, that's, that's my only outlook. And that's what gets me out of bed in the morning, you know, because I feel like this, uh, you know, this experience this that we're talking about here doesn't um, stop, you know, it doesn't, it only grows and grows and grows until this form can't handle it anymore. That's how I look at it. You know, we're just, boom, it's just expanding, expanding, expanding. And it's up to us. Honestly, I, you know, I get these waves where it's just like, whoa, you know, it's like, what did that just happen? And you have to like really surrender to it because it's, it, it blasts your perception of what you think is possible, you know? Yeah. And for me, like I said earlier, it's just when you stop asking the questions, you know, I stop thinking about all that stuff and coincidences and blah, blah, blah. Like there's a reason for everything. And I, I just kind of stopped thinking about that and focused on what my part in the play is. And that's when I started kind of really floating downstream instead of like paddling up you know, this river of life. I, it's crazy. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, obviously everything happened for a reason. And now we can share those lessons with others through this beautiful thing we call social social media and it's just awesome to live it you know in this amazing age of enlightenment because it's happening like we already talked about the way I look at the wheel you know we've already hit that bottom of the wheel and we're on this ascending age right now so we can all feel it and you know whether it's starting out with diet compassion or you know what I mean like there's there's all kinds of no zero waste you know a lot of people are waking yeah. up in different avenues of life that honestly has nothing to do with yoga and it doesn't have to for me that's just kind of like my filter for the world and how I see it but I'm just saying I think it's happening in many angles that is just awesome to witness yeah i, th I think in two two generations like planet earth is going to be you're not going to recognize it yep yep but the the awakening that is happening the the technology like free energy is right around the corner so, oh yeah you know but like the powers that be can't keep like there's <laughs> many, many little channels like you and yep are rising up you know too many people that are starting to make those conscious decisions and various different aspects of their lives like you just yep. said it's uh a couple of generations i man like it's going to be a different world and i think it going back to what you kind of said not too long ago how you were kind of more focused towards that monk lifestyle yeah i'm actually the same that so like i was i was like this close and yeah. i eventually went the path of grahasta getting married and yeah but I, I really do see that being the future. The monk lifestyle is going yes. to be a mainstream lifestyle that people are going to live. They're going to be more aware yeah. of it. They're going to understand the importance of it. Yes. They're going to hear it. And I think that when that happens, that's, that's like game over. It's, totally. I agree. I agree. I look at it as just different evolutions of the soul. You know, we all have people in our lives that you can, they're just, they're 50 years old or something, but they're just acting like a kid, you know, no, nothing against that. No judgment. I'm just saying for, for me, I, um, uh, I call it the householder, you know, it's just one I very much remember taking the shift. Um, and it was a realization for me having past life experiences of like, I've done this before. And it was, all, it was like boring, you know, for me. And I was like, you know what, I just can't do this because this is just super boring. And I have to go do this other thing that's actually more challenging to me. Like for me, having a wife and kid is more challenging than being a monk. And it's kind of, I know you probably get that. I'm just like, for people listening, it's just one of those things where I, I can definitely feel this infinite consciousness in my, in my 
you know, being, and it's something where I could have easily made that decision. It's super easy for me to meditate all day and just do mantras. I love it. What I'm saying is I felt like that was going to be misfortunate for my, for this vehicle in this lifetime. That's all. And that was a very conscious decision that I had to make. And it was funny because as soon as I made that decision, everything opened up for me because it was my ego saying, no, Robert, you need to meditate, bro. You need to stay. You need to fast more. You need to go up here. You know what I mean? It's like, even though like all those things were pure or something, it's just my personality of like, I'm so passionate about doing it, you know, that took me to that level. And it was finally realizing that like, no, you have to be in the world right now, Robert, you have to do this, you know, for a reason that, you know, you don't know right now, but you just need to do it. And so I stopped, uh, you know, like I said, I stopped questioning it and just went for it. And here I am. So that's awesome. it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. The, uh, it wasn't evident. I feel like it's just missing in this culture, but I saw, you know, very much in Thailand where, you know, it's just, it's represented in the country. Like there's, you know, the monks are there, but they, you know, they get offerings every day in the farmer's markets, their, their bowls are filled. It's like a part of the world. And here in America, it's just, we don't have that. There's no sense of like, okay, these people are dedicated to something. We need to honor that and actually contribute, you know, that's, that's missing here. We have a very like capitalistic, you know, consciousness that's very consumer driven. So I'm just saying that's not built into our culture here in America. That's why they just don't get it, you know, because for me, uh, choosing this householder path with a wife and kid, it's very much, you know, a conscious relationship that is very, um, and I want to talk about that more with my channel and I'm excited too, because I really resonate with just conscious masculinity as well. I feel like there's a lot of, uh, uh, misrepresentation of like divine masculine and feminine in our, you know, current age as well. And yoga, has a of course has a system for that to create you know consciousness and not just be a slave to our senses and be you know gratifying to all these pleasures and blah 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 there's way more to it than that and like i said for me having a wife having you know this fiance this real whatever you want to call it relationship is to for me a vehicle for transformation and growth and it's not this like thing that i just get off on you know what i mean yeah yeah no yeah that's that's, that's a very good point one thing i that I wanted to touch base on is for people that do think of uh, an ashram or a monk lifestyle, it was my perception that it was a place where you, you sit and you meditate. And for, from my experience, that's not how my guru's ashram is at all. So anybody that just want to put a disclaimer, if somebody, yes. did, cause I do get a ton of messages and people like wanting to go and like, you know, just hang out and do like a meditation program. There's various different paths, like, 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 you know, it's a good point. Yoga teacher, um, various different paths and, and, and all paths are unique in their own and each individual unique journey. So wherever somebody's at, you know, uh, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean like there's one way of going whatever down the journey. I agree. Self awakening. I agree. Um, Wherever anybody is right now, they like, just first and foremost, understand that you're, you're where you need to be. And yes. you, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to doubt any of that. And um, explore every teaching, explore all dimensions. And then you'll start to filter out what doesn't feel right to you or what doesn't yes. suit you. And you'll find like your path as well. 
I agree. Thank you so much for saying that too. Cause I feel like, yes, I had that representation. I feel like a lot of people do have that sense that ashram is just people meditating and doing mantras and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you're right. It's not like that at all. And it's, I mean, yes, that is there, but it's, it's much more than that. And you're right. Cause I did that same exact thing. I was very much, uh, you know, when my first teacher training, it was, a, you know, like a closed eye fixed meditation. And it wasn't until I started living at the Hare Krishna temple to where it was very much the opposite. As you know, it's more of a bhakti chanting, yeah. singing, dancing, you know, it's very, active and that was the first time where i experienced that i love it and i still do to this day so yes you need to explore you need to go out there i love the saying it's like you know if if you're raja if you're you know into something physical you're going to be in the asana practice you're going to do more physical things if you're a mental guy you like the guiana yoga you're into the knowledge i love the saying of like you have to use the knowledge you have to use that as your path for transformation and growth so the knowledge use the knowledge for your transfer use the body for your transformation right and that's the beauty is you just don't know till you know like you have to go out there and do it so i mean i love chanting with the bhakti all my devotees it's something that it completely immerses you into this consciousness that i get to me it's no different than the closed eye meditation it's that same place how you get there i honestly have no judgment on how you get there at all it's just a matter like i said like earlier it's like are you doing it consciously or are you doing it subconsciously because We can talk about this too. It's like I've had experiences that were just completely accidental, just like whatever, you're just in your normal day and you get this huge, like this kundalini thing happens, you know? And it's it's very uh, temporary. And then there's these conscious, you know, protocols, these real techniques that you can do that you can bring you into those states and you can practice that. So that's just something I wanted to clarify because I think a lot of people are having, especially right now, these, you know, accidental awakenings. And it's like, Whoa, what just, what just happened? And then they don't know how to like integrate that into their life. So that's really where, you know, obviously why ashrams were created and stuff, because once you're reading scripture every day, once you're getting tapped into this, you know, thing that's available to you, it kind of, you know, gives you some parameters on how to incorporate that into your everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're a great example of how to approach life in that you wrote down all of your fears you wrote down the things that were blocking you from that other side you know and and really like becoming conscious of what those are and then facing them and facing that fear facing that doubt one one way i can resonate that with that is when i got my spiritual name i knew what that meant like you had to first apply to receive yes and you know that's an ego death yes Shit, I'm not going to be Jordan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? <laughs> yep. What my life that knows me up into this point. <laughs> yeah. It was so liberating, though. Just like eventually, like being blessed with my name, and and it is a, for for the name. It's it's an opportunity to realign, to be conscious, to be aware of what your path is. For those that don't know, Drida is like power strength my guru told me it's the action of sadashiva's third eye so it's like it's done whatever it is it's so powerful that it's done that's a guarantee in a sense that doesn't mean that i am already like that it's my path that means yes when somebody says drita when they when i want to take an action when i when i'm doing something in the world first come back to that space that i am srinitya dridananda then act from there and and when people say your name it kind of wakes you okay yeah that's who i am i'm not this limited human being that you know plays hockey and you know was a you know this completely different (laughs) new spiritual person i'm powerful i am paramashiva 
let me act from this space. Let me impact the world from that space. And I love that. And it's something too, I think a lot of people will get caught up in the duality of that. That's not saying that like, you know, Jordan or whatever was lesser than you are now, right? Jordan was a beauty. Was yeah, a exactly. Beauty. Thank you. I think people are just getting caught in that duality, caught in that, you know, that 3D, whatever you want to call it. And we're here to transcend that. See, and that's yeah. something where uh, there is no high, low, hot, cold type thing that, you know, it's something where it's, it's all equal. It's all one. So I think that's something uh, that I just want to, you know, say out loud there because I think the mind easily just wants to, oh, you know, you got a new name and everything's good. You know, it's like, oh, you have to understand both sides of it. You know, I mean, there's a lot to it. And I mean, I totally understand with that. And I, even where I'm at now, I mean, I'm can be honest, I'm stuck right at that ego trouble. I could easily do that. And I've had opportunities to do that. And I turned it down, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know. But there it is. You know, maybe it's my attachment to family or whatever. We don't have to get into it. I'm just saying it's, you know, that's within me. And I can recognize that because I'm not afraid to, you know, talk about it or just address it, you know, yeah. because I understand we all have those parts of ourselves that just need to be wiggled out and we're all mirroring each other. So it's just a matter of, can you embrace it? A lot of people are basically sweeping their problems under the rug and they're not, you know, looking at it. That's all. Yeah. So I'm just the type of person like, you know, like that power I resonate with because I just, I just don't have the time for it. You know, it's like, I just understand the preciousness of this life and I just honestly don't have the time for that other stuff. So I'm here to do some real, you know, serious things as far as just, you know, progression and aspirations. So I just don't really want to entertain anything less than that. Yeah. That's yeah. how I look at it. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Whoever's following your channel, they're they're on, they're on a good path. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it feels good. It all feels wonderful. It's all lining together, and I'm just enjoying the ride. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's all we ultimately can't do, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's pretty much it. Well, awesome, brother. How can um, you know people find you? Let's plug your channel. Plug your your latest and greatest and let's uh let's wrap this up i don't want to take too much more of your time here yeah my my channel is blissful athlete um uh on youtube and instagram and whatnot uh i i don't have any personal programs or anything like that so i know sure. i'm just uh i feel like i'm just a messenger to help well you do some coaching right or are you a strength coach or what was it because i know that's your avenue right so is it more nutritional like advice yeah, or is it I, for just particular with yeah, so I am a certified sports nutritionist. I'm a certified functional strength coach. I'm an yeah. ordained on the yoga chart, which is really what I'm most proud of. Yeah, um, totally. And so I, if anybody wants any spiritual guidance, any help, healing, um, advice, and I, I, I really anything that falls under those categories, uh, I, I give my time away freely in the mornings to, to anybody that's interested in, in that help. Um, since coming back, the reason I'll just quickly say the reason why is because in India, a part of our morning routine, it's very long. It's a long morning routine that starts from in India, it's 3.30 a.m. Uh, here, I, I do it. I start at 4.30, wake up. But, um, you know, you go through the Kriyas, the cleansing process, the yoga, puja, satsang. Um, and then we work on uh, enriching calls, causing. And, and so just giving back and helping people in any way that you can. And so yes. uh, you're feeling... Uh, guided at all and you want some support in, in any dimension of your life then you can just go to blissfulathlete.com or facebook message me or instagram me on uh, all blissful athlete and uh, i'd be extremely grateful to help impact anybody that comes across me so i appreciate beautiful it. yeah no beautiful i know people are in need and it's something yeah 
offering our services is the most important tool for this. It really is because every, you know, you can call it coaching or whatever, the same thing I do. It's really coaching for me as well, too. It's a, you know, a shared experience. So it's something that I think there's just people out there that, you know, possibly want a coaching session. They're not doing it. I just want those people to know that it's very much mutual. You know, it's a, it's an energy exchange. So it's, it's very much uh, beneficial for both parties and it's awesome. So it's a a win-win everybody's reflecting you everybody's a mirror so uh, i'm talking to somebody i'm talking to myself i'm seeing what they're struggling through i'm struggling with that somewhere within me it's exactly it's it's an opportunity to enrich yourself really yep beautiful beautiful All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm, I'm sure I'll have you on again and connect. I want to do this in person with you sometime as well. Um, yeah, believe in, yeah, totally. And connect in India sometime as well. I'm planning a trip for next year. Um, just focusing on little boy right now, focusing on family adventures and carving out this time for him. And then I'm going to basically go back into the world. And, uh, you know, India is probably number one on my list personally right now. I went to Thailand last year and had a, just a blast. And, I would have stayed there, man. (laughs) Yeah, almost did sort of thing, you know. Uh, For me, it's, like I said, just it's been fun just embracing this whole journey. And I feel like um, if we can just all kind of just answer that calling, life is just so much smoother and just living that distraction-free happiness mode rather than just this like, you know, dopamine-addicted warfare that we're all kind of in every day. So you've tapped into it and I know other people out there are curious about it and it's just right in front of you. So, you know, yeah. yoga is the answer if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I never, I never mentioned it, but yeah, yoga is, you know, it's the, it's the path for yeah. so many of us. I really feel that, especially in it, being in LA, you're seeing a lot of people like just get connected to that world. And so uh, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful gift to humanity. It really is. It truly is. All right, brother. Well, until next time, much love. Yes. And I will. Blessings. Whatever, whatever your path is. I don't know. Nithinana means eternal bliss to you. Eternal bliss. Yes. Um, I, I just love it all. Yeah. There's no correct way to do it. <laughs> Much love is just a uh, universe for me. I, uh, I understand the teachings can just be very heavy on people. So I just use universal words and I kind of get out of the Sanskrit and stuff. I love it all. I'm just saying, I try to just broadcast like a universal message. That's kind of more digestible and everybody, we could easily get into, you know, crazy things. I can bust out the sutras and all that. It's just, you know, I want to kind of <laughs> keep it open for people and kind of, you know, it's a new podcast. So we're trying to get some viewers here. Let's get some people in and we can uh, expound later. Cause it, to me, this is just a connection here. Now that we got this, you know, we can just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this, just know that Robert and I, we totally get you. Yes. We understand you immense blessings to you on your journey. And uh, thank you for sitting and listening in. Robert, thank you very much for having me. You, you yeah. got an awesome platform. I, I, I love that you shared Infinite Cup story too. I was wondering about that background. So, yes. Yeah, awesome, uh, man. Awesome, brother. We'll take care. Yes, thank you too. We'll definitely be in touch.